Take a sip of my drinky drink. How y'all feel, everybody? What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? though? Welcome to the second Irk and Jerk podcast. It's your boy, Keith, a.k.a. Irk and the Jerk. What up? What up, though? This is your boy, Vinny B, a.k.a. The Jerk. What up, Vinny B? How you you feel? If y'all could just see some of the behind the scenes stuff we be trying to do just to make sure the podcast is kind of clean and smooth for you. I think y'all would just legit fall out because it's just it's so much going on. And uh, first of all, we just want to uh, take a little quick time out to just thank everybody who uh, who listened, who listened and downloaded, liked, subscribed, gave us their feedback. You know, I like it. It was a good week to start off. Yeah, we had we had a lot of people. I talked to a lot of people who who uh, gave me feedback. I got feedback from my grandmother. Shout out to Nana. <laughs> hey, we, we 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 got feedback from everybody. My wife listened, and she don't even watch sports. So I want to give a, a big, big thank you to everybody who liked, subscribed, um, trying to give us feedback on what's going on. I thought I sounded terrible. I cringe every time I listen to myself. That's why I got my Barry White going on right now. But I really, I really do think we can clean up a little a couple of things, but it was a good show. I told you some of it was in your head, brother, but, you know, I think we was both in our heads. I know people don't necessarily want to hear what we thought. We, you know, keep make sure you keep uh, giving us the feedback. Irk and Jerk Pod, that's E-R-Q with the ampersand, Jerk Pod on Facebook. And, of course, you can reach out to our Facebooks, Keith Urquhart or Vincent the Governor. So, um, yeah, just keep hitting us with the feedback, and we appreciate it. What's this show about, Keith? Hey, man, how was your week, big bro? Oh, my um, week was interesting. I... I really, I, I listened to the show a whole bunch, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get the, every day I woke up thinking, how do I advertise this show? How do I get it out to the world? And that's all I did for days. I went to work and I came back and I put it out on social media. That's all I did. Cause we trying to get this thing off the ground. We doing this for real life, but we also doing it for fun. So we definitely appreciate the feedback. I think my week was pretty much quiet this week, you know, outside of my daughter taking a, uh, Taking a poo in the water, uh, the bath water, and it just had me screaming like a girl. Fam, I'm sitting there. She's taking her she's taking her bath, and the next thing I know, I hear da-da, da-da. And she jump up. I said, Oh, 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 we got poo happening. It's in the water. Get up out the water. I'm trying to get her up out here, get on the change table. We both hollering. I'm calling for her mama. I don't know what's going on. I said, you got, I said, I'm traumatized from that, man. I said, I had to reach that out to you. That sounds traumatizing. My son doesn't even like taking baths. So him <laughs> taking a poo in the water doesn't happen because him taking a bath. He is the ultimate alpha boy. He would like to take one bath a month. You call him dirty boy. <laughs> that boy, that boy is a dirty boy. If he wasn't oh. so cute. It would be bad if that boy came in looking like a booger, smelling like a booger. It's all over. Hey, man, my nephew got good genes. It's all good. He got good genes. He got that dimple, but it's some dirt in that thing. (laughs) If that was the worst thing that happened in my week, hey, I can't. (laughs) You can't complain about it. Just get a little dirt out of the bath. Just get your glove and hit the pooper scooper and Mm -hmm. and keep keep it moving. (laughs) It It is what it is, man. But this week was was centered around, fam, we're Lions fans, bro. So this this week was centered around Ooh, our Christmas, week. man. 
It's the 2022 NFL Draft. A.K.A. We- the Detroit Lions Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions Super Bowl. You know, I feel away some days when I see that on um, Twitter. I just like, I seen some people, hey, man, you getting ready for the Lions Super Bowl? And I want to get on Twitter and fight with them. Like, hey, man, I don't know who you think you're talking to. <laughs> hey, man, we just hold like, on, hold on. I, I, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> I'll beat your ass. Yeah, man, I feel I feel away, but you know what? I feel like it's like family. As long as you a Lions fan and you giving me that, you're cool. You if you family, we can talk. But if you're outside the family, then you're gonna catch that song again. That's how you know? it is. You know, if you fat, you can talk about fat people. But if you ain't got yep. no roles, man, keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> That's why I keep a couple on me, man. So I can talk a little trash. I don't care how much weight I lose. I keep on going. Hey, man, right now, you got to keep us fat people out your mouth now. <laughs> you get some, some chicken in your mouth. Look at this roll. I ain't talk spicy, man. Hold on. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, 2022 draft, Irk and Jerk Pod hosted a Zoom party. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who fell through. The big homie, Jonathan. D came, mm-hmm. D came through. Who else was in there? We had Ortez in there. We had Antoine. Big homie Antoine came in there. We got Pat, Big Pat. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to Pat? Pat in a minute. You know what up? What up, though, Pat? Do I missing anybody? It was me, you. No, I think uh, that was. Yeah, I, I think, think that was it. it. Yeah, Which it was, was uh, uh, uptick from last year. You know, this was the second right. annual. The first annual was COVID inspired Zoom podcast, and well, uh, Zoom just called, and when people came through, we had about you know about a fifty percent uptick this year. Next year, hopefully, we can get about fifteen people. You know, we're gonna keep this going. Building. That's how you do. It was cool. You know what? It's just fellas just hanging around, kicking it, having fun, you know, watching the draft. It's just a uh, time to fellowship. Let's mm-hmm. say, what is the draft uh, for the first day? Three hours, give or take? Oh, it was about three hours. First day is like three hours. Because every team yeah. gets 10 minutes. That was, hey, what's that was up? Fun. Hold on. What's up with, why church folks always got to say fellowship? Why we can't just say get together? It's always, you know, thank you for fellowship. Everything fellowship. We go, we go eat in fellowship. We go to the movies. <laughs> we go fellowship at the movie theater. What's going on Did with you that, just man? call me church, church folks? Do we both, you are, I can see, I can see your roots right there. It was, it was good. We both grew up in the church, you know. You, you, you we rubbed the hands together. Then you know the fellowship was outstanding. Like it's a whole, a whole meal coming after that. Fellowship always got fried hey. chicken and macaroni after it, or spaghetti. That's why I was just about to get you it. <laughs> hey man, that's only in Detroit. Detroit loves fried fish and spaghetti. Because I was already on fish and spaghetti. So we watching the draft, right? And this is one of the most unpredictable drafts that was going in we knew twice in time yeah it was very Mm -hmm. unpredictable like uh, the Vegas odds were kind of set to the point where we we had an idea uh, of who the number one pick is so the Jaguars on the clock and it's like heart pressure goes up a little bit right Mm because you have in your heart who you want but you still don't know so boom number one pick hits the Jaguars select Trayvon Walker Defensive end, George. <laughs> now I'm gonna let my football expert cook on this one. Go Ooh, ahead, go ahead. Wee. Tell him what. It's tell him what. Tell him how you felt. Your boy arms came up, and I was like, the Jags then jagged the pick. <laughs> we got my boy, which I said last week. I need be a great white defensive end, and boy did he come on home. He ain't even had to leave. He went from Plymouth. To Divine Child, to Ann Arbor, and now here in Detroit. I love the pick. 
absolutely loved the pick. It, and everybody just looked at me as soon as as soon as Trayvon Walker got picked. I seen all the eyes on the Zoom on me, like, Aah! and my arms went up like I didn't win the Super Bowl because this is our Super Bowl, so we can do something. And I knew we weren't going to miss the pick because our pick, it said the pick was in as the commissioner was walking in to to announce the first pick. Our pick was already set. But let's go back. It's like Trayvon Walker gets picked. And my heart is pounding because I had what I wanted. And I said it from day one in the previous podcast, of course. I wanted Kayvon Thibodeau mm. out of Oregon. And I'm just like, man. I said, how are we going to do it? And I said, am I going to do like our boy Vlenny on the ticket? I said, we going to go with greatness or are we going to be safe and solid and stay home? And I said, the hardest pounding, and here we go. With the second pick, Detroit Lions select hometown hero. Yes. The great white defensive end himself, Mr. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson. Call him fish and spaghetti, baby. So for those who you don't know, Aiden Hutchinson, 6'7", 260 out of Plymouth, hometown boy, had his uh, college career at the University of Michigan, had a outstanding senior season, kind of culminating uh, with the Ohio State game. That's our big rival where he just, he went off. What did he get? Three, he ended up with three sacks. He ended up uh, with three sacks, but they said he was at a 65% pressure rate, which is out of control. That, that is basically every... What is it? One out of three? No, no, that would be. Yeah, what? Three out of four pass attempts. He was and, on the yeah. most, basically. So it, it I was, really he just had an out of body game, and he just he, he rolled because he rose up. He rose up the draft rankings because any last year nobody was talking about Aiden Hutchinson being the number one pick. But good, good for him. Well, he was good injured. For, yeah, good he got for him last year. But but he he showed. I think, and you you tell me all the time that you don't want the hometown team, I mean, the hometown player, because it'd be so yeah. much, you know, pressure on them. But this yeah. man, this man went to somewhere where his dad was an All-American mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he surpassed his dad. That is very hard to do. That's pressure. He came in, they knew, he knew that it was going to be pressure on him and he surpassed the pressure. I think this is a great locker room presence and this is a great on the field presence. Um, a lot of people were going back and forth with me online about, you know, getting Jordan Davis or something like that. But I really feel you need a three down player at number two. Don't give me a, a one or two player yeah. at number two. You can get them later on. But I really like the Aiden Hutchinson pick. Kayvon Thibodeau, how did you feel about that with, you know, it being one or two? We had anybody we wanted. I feel like we couldn't go wrong with the pick. Mm-hmm. And we had a preference. And, and that's okay. Um, I've heard it said, like, hey, if you like apple pie and I like peach cobbler, mm-hmm. both are good. Just depends on what you want. Yeah. So, hey, if Aiden is apple pie and Thibodeau is peach cobbler, that's actually kind of funny. Is he peach cobbler because he's black? I, I just thought about <laughs> it. I just thought about it. I'm like, hey, man, America is apple pie. But that's <laughs> racist. <laughs> I know, you know what? We probably gonna get that. We probably gonna get that in the comments. But no, uh, it, it's, it's whatever your flavor was, because one of uh, Aiden is more of a what they call a bull rusher. He's better against the run mm-hmm. than uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau is more of a speed pass rusher, a little more bend around the corner, uh, getting to the quarterback. But both are needed and essential in the pass rush. And what the Lions needed more than anything 
is a pass rush. And we both agreed on that, that that's what we needed to do with the second pick. Address mm -hmm. the pass rush by any means necessary. Yes, so Lord. that's what we did. And at the end of the day, you know, once I, I got out of my feelings and it took me, it took me a minute and a slice of pizza to calm down. Mm -hmm. Once I got out of my feelings, that's where I landed. So I'm okay with that pick. The, the, the draft is going along. It's yep. cooking. It's cooking. And yeah, then we having you fun. saw at 12, there was a there's a trade and <laughs> you see the lion's flash. Heart four. pound went up to 10. Uh -huh. Did you hear me? Did you hear me yell? Because I share a wall with my daughter's room. You know, I put her to sleep. It's a little mm -hmm. late. And I just said, the lions are trading up. The lions are trading up. Oh, shoot. I said, oh, I got to chill while I wake this baby up. And after going there and miss this pick, ah, my heart was pounding, brother. Who did? Mm -hmm. Okay, so just give me your, your guess on who you, what you thought was going, going down. So I'm not even going to um, cap, as the young folks say. I was drinking that night. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. All I hear is the lines are trading. I'm trying to click every button on the computer to get to ESPN, NFL Network to see what is going on. By the time I figured it out, the pick was in. Oh, okay, so, okay. When I was thinking in my head, we need defense. That's all I was going for. I mm -hmm. didn't even think. The pick that it was was going to be that pick. I was thinking maybe a Kyle Hamilton safety. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis, you threw it out there. And I was like, yeah. oh, we wanted Jordan Davis. That would have gave us an elite pass rush, defensive line. I wouldn't have had a problem with that. But dun, dun, dun. So I was with you. Once again, we, we got in, in lockstep. When, when it first happened, I didn't even go left or right. I instantly thought, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I said, this is it. Here we go. I said, here we go. Elite pass rush on the way. A lot of Lions fans wanted us to get Jordan Davis at number two. So when we got aggressive and jumped up and I said, oh, we're trading up. I didn't even know what we, what or who we traded with. And I guess as it turns out, we end up trading in the division with a rookie general manager of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, which you know, if you if you pay attention to football, usually teams in the division don't really they don't do trades. They don't fool with each other because you don't want to make the team your team, your division. They end up might being better. And then you got to sit there and look at that particular player every, two games a year cooking you. You don't like that's not a good look. So even that threw me off when they said the Vikings. I'm like, oh, I said, OK. And I said, well, what then every the next thing is you lock in. What do we, give, do we up? give up? What do we give up? And then I said, oh, because the Lions had the last pick in the first round and they had the second pick in the second round. So we were all thinking, okay, we're going to take 32 and 34 to move up. But then we also found out that we end up giving up a – what was it, a third round? Another third, a, round, another pick. third round pick. So mm -hmm. we ended up giving three picks to move up whatever it is, 12 spots, and we end up receiving one of their second-round picks – as well so that's what made that's what tilted the trade into our favor because everybody was saying for us to move up 20 picks we should have given up 32 34 and 66 without getting the 46 all we did basically was moved up 20 spots in the first round moved back 12 spots 
and gave away. So the pick was basically just the third round pick. So once I figured that out, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't figure it out to tomorrow when my, my brain was clear. But once I figured it out, basically moving up 20, moving back 12, and giving up the third round pick, I was great with that. So the pick is in. Doom, 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 doom. Hey, the pick is Jameson Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama, 6'1, 179, and Grease Lightning speed is the key is to this pick. Bad. Well, there's two keys to this pick. He's probably one of the fastest receivers that we have seen in a long time. And if you, you pay attention to football, there's two comps. Now, your first comp was Jamar Chase, the rookie receiver from the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals. And the second comp that you would see comparison is uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, mm-hmm. former wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, now of the Miami Dolphins. So this man is all speed. But the key is this. He tore, he tore his ACL in the uh, the college football championship. Mm-hmm. So he ha- he's injured, which is why you can get him at a discount because if he was not injured, he probably would have been the first receiver off the board. So that's where the Lions... With sports medicine, the science of sports medicine and the ACL has grown exponentially. This man will be back in October. He tore his ACL in the national championship game. That was January. He's going to be back in 10 months. You're seeing people come back from Achilles tears and in a year, which everything used to be like ACL used to be 12 months minimum. Now, 12 is the max, really. This man should be back at full speed around the middle of the year. And that gives our team just just outstanding versatility now. And instantly, I was not happy. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I want to, when I say I'm not happy, it's, it's, it's like opening a Christmas present that you had a thought of it was one video game mm-hmm. and it wasn't that one. And you just like, oh, my heart. But then you, then once you pop the game in, you start playing and you go, okay, this ain't bad. This is pretty, this is a good I, game. I would akin this to getting some socks and draws for Christmas. You don't understand how important those things are till you get older. And you understand that, oh, this is what I needed. This is exactly what we needed. All of our receivers tend to be of the shifty type. They're not taking the top off the, the defense. This is giving our awesome running game, if DeAndre Swift is healthy, and taking that, and now you got to keep the safety on top. Because if you bring the safety to the box, oh, baby, we going to the house. And this yeah. all goes back to what I said last week. I'm putting this on the shirt. I need a dog. And that man right there is a dog. So it, it, this, this is where I landed. I feel like as fans, we're always trying to get into the head of Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. And what I think is that he's trying to solidify and finish up the offense because the offense is closer to being a complete job than the defense is. Mm-hmm. So by getting Jamison Williams, that's, that's where we land. I think we're getting close. Cause I feel like the line starting line is set. It still needs some depth. The running back room is pretty full with Swift Williams, Jefferson, and you know, some uh, other draft picks that we'll, we'll talk about later. 
in the wide receiver room now with Jameson Williams, the sun god, I'm in Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, and DJ, DJ, Chark, Chark, Chark. So that was uh, the Lions side of things. But, you know, the draft as a whole was was wildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you th- how'd you feel about it? I was sitting here and I I kind of had to go back and see exactly what happened throughout the draft. After the Chris Olave trade by the Saints, everything mm-hmm. just went buck wild. So 11, there was a trade. 12, there was a trade. 13, there were a trade. It was a trade. You had 18 was a trade, 21 was a trade, 23 was a trade, 26 was a trade, and 27 was a trade. I've never seen that many trades go off the board. You had the Saints trading up for a receiver for Chris Olave. They gave up the number 16 trade, which ended up being another receiver, a third Mm -hmm. rounder and a fourth rounder. Detroit got a first and a second and gave up a first, second, and third. You had the Eagles moving up two spots. And they gave up a first round, fourth round, and two fifth rounds. So, but they had so much draft capital that it didn't matter. You had the Titans moved up. Oh, that was the whole AJ Brown. We got to get into. Yeah, that. I was just AJ about to Brown say trade. that was the one that that was the one that shocked everybody. Yeah, one of the first one first trades that we've seen in a while where um, you know, an actual player player was involved because usually uh-huh. it's just picks for picks. But then we see. Um, you know, solid, a solid receiver out of the Titans, AJ Brown on the move to, to Philly, and yeah. and on top of that, he get he gets the bag. He got a hundred million dollar uh a contract extension. So he got the bag before the next trade went off, right? Which was like three picks later that he got the bag. So all of this, we're sitting here, we're zooming, we're talking, we're going back and forth. I'm not even hearing my phone go bananas. So by the time I check my phone, I have ESPN notifications all over the place on who got traded, who's going where, who got paid, all of that, all of that. So there really was a lot going on in, with the NFL. I would say, who do you think in our fir- in the first round with everybody who looked good, who came out of the draft looking looking pretty nice? I'm going to tell you right out the gate that the uh, the Giants. My Giants, no. Yes, another one, another one, <laughs> another one. No, uh, the Giants, uh, with picks five and seven, uh, picking the defensive, and I wanted Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. they they addressed the need on the defensive side, and then they came back with pick seven and picked uh Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama, who uh-huh. some had rated as the number one offensive tackle, you know, mm-hmm. off the board. So just out the gate. They had an outstanding first round. Um, I really, I really think it was uh, solid. And the other, I, the I, other New Jersey team. Yes, you had shout the out New, to the Jets. New Jersey Jets. Their first round, they had three first round picks. Yeah, they got Sauce, Detroit's finest, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, got, congratulations to him. Yeah, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio. I receiver out of Ohio State. And you had Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, who a lot said a lot of people said he should have been the top 15, top 10 pick. Yeah, they so said he was the best got, edge rusher. Uh, yeah. Some said he was the best pure edge rusher in the draft. So Coach Robert Sala out there in, uh, in, with the Jets addressed uh, three major another needs. Detroit, uh, Detroit another Detroit Detroit. Another one of Detroit's, uh, Detroit's finest, uh, Dearborn, uh, Fortson. Shout out to him. They had a great draft. Who, who blew it? 
I'm trying to think of who blew it. I feel like I feel like the Green Bay Packers blew it again. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see it. Yeah, I hate oh, to yeah, see hate Green to see Bay yeah, Packers yeah, yeah, yeah. mess up their draft picks. It's just too bad, so sad. I know Aaron Rodgers was throwing something. So let's say what they actually did. So they picked up they actually picked up two solid players on the defensive side, Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia, and then they uh-huh. came right back and uh picking the Georgia product, the defensive tackle, uh Devontae Wyatt. But Which I did. I do like Devontae Wyatt. I'm not I like them both, yeah. Yeah. But they did not address their glaring need, which was a starting caliber wide receiver after mm-hmm. they lost Devontae Adams. Until the um, second, at, to a trade, the second round pick. To a trade to the Raiders. You know, you hate to see it you hate to see with it. them. I don't understand. I'm not really sure the direction of the Texans. They had the surprise of the draft because it's always one linchpin. With mm-hmm. the third pick, they picked uh, the cornerback Der- Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU, who had a great uh, freshman season, and then he kind of just kind of tapered off. I think he was just chilling. Until uh-huh. it was time. Kind of what KT did. Yep. And then they come back. With, that was that trade they did with the Eagles, and they got uh-huh. uh, Kenyon Green, an offensive uh, a guard, and a guard that high that wasn't rated that high. It was, uh, you know, questionable, mm-hmm. to say the least. But, uh, you know, hey, that's the Texans, and they are where they are for a reason. So, you know, <laughs> hey, God bless them. But um, I'm thinking, you know, I think that was pretty much, I don't think there were any uh, big surprises. I think there were eight teams in this draft that didn't even pick in the first round. So it was so, so many trades and it's going to, and it's setting up an even more interesting, you know, which is way down the road as far as conversation is concerned. Mm -hmm. It sets up uh, an interesting uh, draft for next year, especially uh, for teams like our Lions or the Mm -hmm. Eagles uh, who have multiple picks and depending on who's going to be, uh, at the top of that draft, if we're quarterback needy, which we both might be in that position, uh, we'll see who's going to fight to get to Depending the top. Depending on how what baby hands do. Ah, man, get off big. <laughs> yeah, boy, baby hands. Get off, we're going to transition down to the, to the second round. How do you feel we did with our second round pick? So we ended up with the defensive tackle. Josh Pascal. I'm going to call him your boy. He wasn't my boy until I did the research. I kind of went back and seen because I don't watch Kentucky football too often. That's not what I, you know, I watch a lot of football, but he, they're not top on the, the the list to watch. But when I went and watched, boy, oh, boy. That I mean, he's, man a, he's got low. size. He's 6'3", he 268 pounds. Um, and he is a low center of gravity. His burst is he's quick. He's quick coming off the ball. And he can play inside and outside, the versatility. Aiden can kind of play. Because I think, aren't we um, transitioning to like a, a hybrid 3 4 4 3 scheme? Yeah, because it's going to end up like a, a, what is it, a 4 2 5? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to get too too far out. That's it's four, what we call four down linemen, two linebackers, and five defensive backslash safeties. So that's, that's essentially what that means. So he's versatile. I like that. Now, immediately when I when I heard the pick, did you, you know, I kind of gave up. Oh, man. And kind of you did. Something. This man pushed back off his screen and said, what <laughs> are we doing? What are we doing? Where is that? We need we had we need a linebacker at linebacker in safety. Why? What are we talking about? 
And but you can I can see now with Brad Holmes, we cannot judge the product until the draft is over. We can't out think of do. Yeah, you can. But with our third round pick, we ended up picking the top PFF cover safety. So what you ended up wanting, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois, you got the number one edge PFF. We had the number one wide receiver PFF rating. We had the number four edge rated PFF. And we had the number one cover safety. And that's your first three rounds. At this point, when you look back at it, Holmes is hitting it out of the park. This isn't even a home run. This is over the green monster onto the street. This is how he's hitting it right now. The key word, the key word is on paper. And and uh that's all I, the draft is though. Yeah. Nobody yeah, has just, played anything. You play you play on hope. And I don't want to get too far because I know we're tossing around some stuff that goes over a people's heads, but PFF is pro football focus. It's a uh a website that um, breaks down and analyzes a lot of the football players. And it's, it's highly reputable. And a lot of people in the, uh, in scouts use it uh, to gauge certain things. So that's what we get a lot of our, a lot of our info from. And it's, and it's, uh, it's highly reputable, highly usable. But like you said, the people that we got, they're definitely no slouches. It was what I kinda, it was. I kind of look back. So they gave the Lions an A minus last year off mm-hmm. the bat. So the next day, PFF put out their draft grades. The Detroit Lions had an A minus. Would you say that was an A minus on the field that you saw last year from our draft class, two thousand twenty one? Sewell did great. Mm-hmm. Did once he, you know, we moved him around from right to left tackle, but once which was a disservice for him. When Decker, when uh, Taylor Decker came in, I think mm-hmm. he was he was solid. Levi Onzarike, uh was hurt. Uh, didn't really do too much last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, McNeil. Uh, was very solid at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, just was a revelation and came on uh, to be a, you know, quite, I guess a dominant receiver. It's kind of really fun, wild to say that, that we caught, you know, somebody like that in the in the fourth round. Uh, Derek Brown looked like he was lost Why? at times. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the Derek, yeah, that's my boss. Uh, Derek Barnes. Uh, it looked like he was a little lost on the field at times, but mm-hmm. I think he he's going to get a chance to to come along to come along fine. And the rest of them, because I can't think of them, it, it was Iffy Elfamu. Uh, El, El, oh, that was he third round. He was the fifth round. That's right, Iffy Atu Melafamu. He was solid until he got hurt. Um, so he was. I liked where he was at, uh-huh. and uh, our. Uh, UDFA uh, free agent uh, Jerry Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you gave me the list of the free of the uh, of the free agents, the people that didn't get drafted, who we signed. And it was probably like six or seven of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you asked me which one of these who they even perform. And at the top of the list was uh, Jerry Jacobs because he mm-hmm. was having a a outstanding rookie season until he uh, until he blew his knee out. And uh, AJ Parker who started at slot for many games was extremely solid. And that came on as revelation. And so this is you, what, out of all of that, I asked you, was that a performance out of Was a that draft? an A? I give it a B plus. Can I give it a B plus? You can give it whatever you want. Yeah, I give it a B plus. I just, I mean, I like it. I feel like. Oh, they gave him an A minus. You gave him a B plus. That's, that's about, about the same. same thing. So they gave yeah. them PFF. 
Pro Football Focus gave the Detroit Lions a A plus off the bat this year. So if you mm-hmm. want to kind of see how this how their information translate, they gave us an A minus at the beginning of the year. Well, at the end of the last year's draft, they gave that draft an A minus. Keith, after last year's production, is giving them a, a B plus. So that is about comparable. So now they're giving them an A plus. If we can get a a minus B plus production from two years in a row, our draft picks, that is setting us up to be in a great position. And guess who has two first round draft picks led next year? I'm your boys. So we went over the draft grade, I, you know, and I guess we can kind of scan over some of the picks that we had after that because I I told you before we even we even hopped on. Let's be honest, neither one of us are getting ready to tell you that we're you know, super draft experts. We just watch college football. You uh-huh. way more than me. Um, so we got a tight end, James Mitchell, out of Virginia Tech. Who uh, he has an ACL injury as well. Okay. So that um, that was the kind that of, he failed because he he was a third round graded player until he injured himself and got pushed down a little bit. So big tight end. Out of Virginia Tech. Uh, now, you said you knew about this, uh, our next pick, uh, linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez out of uh He Oklahoma was State. there. He was their defensive captain. He led the team in tackles. Oh. So, and, and, and Oklahoma State is no I remember slouch. him. He was all over the field. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah. is a, I would say he is a great value version of N'Kobe Dean. He is not Nicobe Dean by any means necessary, but he is the Walmart version. Great value. Of Dean. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Nicobe Dean was a linebacker for Georgia who was outstanding and uh, crushing, crushing our Wolverines. You know, on the mm-hmm. way to a college football championship before he had a, a torn pec, mm-hmm. as our insider Ortez Fields told us, he tore his pec. And uh, uh, it, he was he did, he wanted to rehab it instead of having surgery, which is why he fell in the draft. Mm-hmm. And if this is the great value version, then you know I'm fine with it if, as long as he gets coached up. Now the next pick that we had was you know it got a little publicity because uh, this young man came from a HBCU, uh, hey. representing uh, Deion Sanders' team, Jackson State, uh, James Houston, Edge. You saw, you've seen him before, right? So the thing about James Houston is he played and was recruited by the Florida Gators. He played linebacker in Florida. He transferred to Mississippi. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jackson State. They didn't say Mississippi. He, he uh, transferred to Jackson State, and they converted him to an edge. So this man has experience on the edge, and he has experience at linebacker. And like I said, guess who's changing to a 4-2-5, hybrid defense? You need the multiple. Our favorite uh, coach, uh, Fatty Patty, used to say all the time, we need multiple. multiple. We need our, our players to have multiple positions. And this guy has a lot of player versatility. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what he's going to do. 16 and a half sacks. At any college, yeah. is uh, yeah. that's impressive. Uh-huh. Saw some uh, video of him uh, bench pressing. I can't wait to dive in a little more video of him uh, on the field. 
And I will be honest with you, our last pick, uh, the cornerback out of uh, Arizona State, Chase Lucas. I don't uh, know that man. Never heard of him. <laughs> never heard <laughs> of him. Boy. Who, who welcome, that man? Welcome to the team. Hope, yeah. hope you ball out. Hey, hope you ball out, brother. I didn't <laughs> know. You didn't know who Jerry Jenkins was before. Right. Hey, hey, we didn't know who that man was. Yeah, Brad Holmes, from? we trust. Arkansas State. What a, hey, look, put the jersey on and cook. You know how it is. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just time to be real with the people. And we ain't, ain't going to be an expert on all these people and these picks. Uh-huh. We just, we, we're, we, we've, I told, we've told you from day one, we're fans. We just want to see our team have a plan and do well. And it looks like, you know, Brad Holmes and uh, Motor City Dan Campbell have a plan. So uh-huh. uh, you, you love to see it. We also got some unrestricted uh, free agents that signed with the team. I'm not getting ready to go over all of them, but I think we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we had 11, 11 that signed after the draft was over. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to even look at some of the names. There's only a few that I actually heard of. I don't know if any. I can't even sit here and tell you any excites me. I know we got a running back from San Diego State. You know, hey, we got another running back in the room, Greg Bell. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's that. We got another tight end, Derek Dees from San Jose State. Um, and the rest is, you know, guards and, you know, wide receivers that, you know, are nondescript. But uh-huh. here's what's going to happen. As the the year progresses, we're going to have uh, on-the-field training activities, or called OTAs, uh-huh. and then we're going to have mandatory training camp. Uh, as, as we hear from the boots on the ground, um, the beat writers who are going to be there, um, they're going to let us know who's who's playing and who's showing up. And that's mm-hmm. how we're going to hear about who's going to be ready to ball, which is how we heard about a player like Jerry Jacobs because people kept saying, hey, this guy's up here and he's winning his battles on the defensive side of the ball, and it translated into the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. It's great to see. So we just we hope we hope we're ready for that. So I'm, I'm here for it. That was the draft. How do you In think we did? I give it an A. I give it an A. Now, was it the players that I wanted beforehand? No. They're not the players that I, I did want. Hutch, definitely. At one, Jameson, ah, when he came through after I got a time, chance to think about it, I love that pick. Our second and third round picks, after I researched, I like them as well. I just really feel that we we are coming along very nicely. Do we win the Super Bowl next year? No. I just need to see the team on the right road. You ain't even got to we – we don't have to go down the road. I just need to know you picked the right street so we can go to the right destination. I'm tired of being sorry. I'm tired of people laughing at me when I say I'm a Lions fan because I don't live in Detroit. I'm tired of that shit. Got to do better. Got to do better. <laughs> Hey man, I'm 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 right I'm right here with you in the uh, in the backyard. I live across the street from Soldier Field where these terrible Bears play, um, and I've I've had to hear I've had to hear the jeers for 15 years. Even when we were halfway good making the playoffs, I still I still heard the spicy talk. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm I'm there right with you. As far as the draft is concerned, did we address needs? And the answer to that is unequivocally yes. So I can. I guess I will. I'll hand out an A for that. I don't think there was any pick. There were picks that you could disagree with, but mm-hmm. what you couldn't disagree with is was it a need? And we got the best, arguably the best player available in the mm-hmm. draft with Aiden Hutchinson, 
and then we uh, come back and get arguably the best wide receiver when healthy in the draft in Jameson Williams. Um, seems like we got somebody solid in uh, Josh Pasquale. Um, I'm hoping uh, Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois, I hope he's going to be a productive human being because that's what we need. We need with, with these drafts, What we the biggest problem that we've had is we have drafts and we draft players and they end up being trash. And I don't want no trash anymore. I want, at best case scenario, let you be a functioning body that we can put on the field and that you can do something for the team. And six that's out of, meant. Six out of our eight um, picks were on defense. Our defense was lacking heavy. I really feel that our offense is basically sound. We have to see what we're going to get from them, but I don't, we don't need to see any more players. I would really want to see what we do have um, to see if they're going to be there or if they're not. Our defense got decimated with, with um, injuries. injuries last year, so we did add to it. We got, man, we got edges now if they can stay healthy. We don't have the linebackers. I still have a problem with them, but our secondary, they're there as well. If we, if we can come back healthy. If Toast Cuda can get himself together, we need prayer. We need all the prayer warriors to come and pray for Toast Cuda to get his mind right, his mind, soul, and body. But if that number three pick can actually pan out to be a number three pick, then we have something there. This team is on the right road, and I do not – I would not be surprised if we won seven to nine games next year. I'm going to keep preaching that. I don't think we win to make the playoffs, but I need us to, if we can get about three or four more wins next year, make my life a little bit easier. If they come down here to Dallas to get that win, because I'm going to be in, in presence. And, you know, I, we, we had a good season. Okay. I hear that. So, hey, that was the draft. I, if you guys watched it at home, I hope you enjoyed it. It was, like I said, it was my Christmas. Um, <laughs> So, hey, man, I think that's uh, it. I think we got, you know, we hit, we were pretty functioning today. What you think? We, we were a lot more streamlined. We had a lot of, <laughs> we, we talked a lot this week about how streamlined. we to, like to help, the, help the, the pod a little bit. You know, I, I knew these first two pods, since it was so close to the draft, it was going to be really Detroit Lions heavy. We mm -hmm. probably want, we're about to hit the dead period uh, in the NFL season with just OTAs and stuff. So, we're gonna have a lot, a lot of other things sprinkled in for you guys. But this is where it's gonna get two. fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. NFL is fun. Let's get it. Let's not get it twisted. But this is where it's ready to get fun, and this is where you know, um, you know, we could use you know your help. And by I say your help, that means anybody who's anybody who's listening to the pod and uh, you want to be a part of the pod. Hey, Irk and Jerk Pod, E R Q, the ampersand pod on Facebook. Keith Urquhart, E R Q U H R T on Facebook. Vincent the governor, the governor, also on Facebook. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Say hello. Say we suck. Say you love us. Say you want to hear us talk about this. You want to talk about that. We getting ready to, you know, get into some, you know, some spiciness. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. That's why I had to uh, toss something to you today. If you had something, if you don't, that's cool. Um, it's a little joke that we have when we want to go off on something. We go, well, say what's on your heart. Say what's on your heart, brother. So I'm all. I'm gonna I'm check in with you if you got something. Say what's on your heart today, brother. What's on hey, your heart? you know I always got got stuff that's on my heart. I'm, I try to keep it a little. I, I'm always going off on stuff, and I got to do better about that. I'm just everything in my life. I always got to. Uh, I can I can say something about it, but you know I don't got too much on my heart today. 
because I've been draft heavy. I'm almost like tired of the draft. The last couple of months, I've really been diving into these players. And I I dived in so much and still there was players that I didn't even know. After about the fourth round, fifth round, these players was a wing and a prayer to me. So I couldn't even do enough. So the guys who actually can do this have to do this full time unless you're Ortez Fields and you know every player that's coming off the board. <laughs> but other than that, I, I'm, I'm tired of the draft. Next week we're going to get into some other stuff. It's still going to be Detroit Lions, but we're going to get into some, some other things. Yeah. But what's on your heart, brother, other than uh, poo in the tub? <laughs> say what's on your heart. Hey, man, you know what? I'm, uh, I, I just say, you know what? I'm going to tell, you know, tell people this is on my heart. Um, be mindful about what you complain about. I was just, you know, having some thoughts this week about uh, my health issues. Uh, and then for those who don't know, uh, I'm in kidney failure and uh, I go to dialysis three days a week and it's tough. But um, the thing, thing about it is, is that it's, you have to keep things in perspective because as tough as it is, and there will be a time where I will get very detailed into uh, what that is. Not Day is not today, but I'll get very detailed into what it is. But as tough as that is going through kidney failure and, and things of that nature, um, you know, thank God that I'm able to, to get up every morning. As simple as that sounds, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, that's where my head is at. And you know, Vinny, that um, something I'm also dealing with as a product of kidney failure is insomnia. Where I go through days where I don't sleep. And I know that sounds, oh, you just didn't get any sleep. No, I mean, up for 72 hours, eyes open, you know, in shock and in pain, walking, fumbling, walking to sleep. And when you have something as precious as sleep taken away from you, we take it for granted that we're going to go to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I didn't. And I took it for granted. And now it's, it's so precious that I'm able to, uh, you know, wake up every morning to uh, see my daughter, to see the woman I love every morning. Um, and I don't take those things for granted. And when the sun comes up and my eyes open and I'm happy. So uh, as hard as your life can be, Try to find the things that you do have to keep it in perspective because there are things that can be taken away from you in a finger snap and you don't even realize it until it's gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's what's on my heart. I think <laughs> it was probably meant to be more of a <laughs> that you not get, all, get it off your chest, but that's not where my head is at right now. And that's okay. Next week, I may, me. I may have something a little more spicy to hit you with, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, for that, you know, that's it. Keep it, keep, keep your life, keep your life in perspective and um, the things that you're happy about or the things that, you know, you have and don't take them for granted. So that's it for me, Big Brody. Hey, that's it for me, too. We're trying to keep it as extreme as, as possible until yeah. we can get until we can get some more listeners. And then y'all getting dropped with the three hour. boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go Joe Rogan on y'all. Oh, we're going, baby. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you once again. Irk and Jerk Pod. Uh, it's available on all of your uh, podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Irk and Jerk Pod, we out. Irk and Jerk Podcast.